Michael K. Three o'clock in the big city. Don and Dan. Wow. The Friday before Christmas. Diving right in. Not a lot of people on the streets. Cruised into the city. Got a game tonight. Rangers Oilers back in the saddle doing some play-by-play this weekend. Got Sabres tomorrow. We got football. And finally, the national nightmare is over. We know where Yamamoto's going, and it's not here. Where's Hi, he Dan. going? Where's he going? He's going to L.A. To Los Angeles. Yes, where apparently there's only one team. And the reason I say there's only one team, did anybody think this watching the Rams and Saints last night, the way I did, and getting my three points, by the way, yeah. Kay was in a spot. He had, to, he had, he the had Rams to sweat it out, though, at a, the end. I sweated it out. He He didn't. Because he was rooting against himself. Because it was my three-point play. It was his one-point play. He was willing to sacrifice the one for me not to get the three. And it was scary. The block punt and everything. But you, you, you go to bed 30-7. to seven, You figure the four points is, is in the bag. But uh, they ended up uh, making it a 30-22 to 22 game. But during the game, uh, the great Otani is there getting a Ram jersey. Getting the appearance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this thought crossed your mind. It's as if he had never been in L.A. before. Like, no. he had been someplace else, and now is coming to L.A., so let's invite him to a Ram game, give him a jersey. He's probably going to go to a Laker game this weekend. Probably, you know, see him at a Kings game. The guy spent his entire career in Southern California, in the L.A. market with the Angels. The Angels don't matter, I guess. It was as if he was in L.A. for the first time. It's as if he was Yamamoto. Like, he right. was the one coming over. Right. Like, and they're going to give him the dog and pony show and the tour and everything. And how about that? The whole, oh, Yamamoto's not going to be at the Ram game, as if that meant he was, wasn't going to sign with the Dodgers. Well, guess what? I guess he wasn't <laughs> at the Ram game because he was over at the Dodgers facility <laughs> signing the contract for $325 million. How about that? Putting his John Hancock on a piece of paper for a lot of money. Listen. At least it's over, right? At least I, I mean, uh, at least it's over. And I know that both New York teams, whatever side you root for, there was skin in the game here. They were two of the three finalists. They didn't get the guy, but is it really going to shock you? And really, is it is it good or bad for baseball? That it goes without saying that I don't think anything else is going to happen the remainder of this offseason. That the Dodgers no, will be looked at as the evil empire this year it, 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 and the team that people are going to root against. <clears throat> Baseball is in a little bit of trouble because it's starting to revert back to the old days where the big market teams are the true players. So you get this, you know, Soto gets traded over to the Yankees and the Dodgers sign the two big free agents. We'll see where Bellinger goes, but Bellinger was and also ran when it came to the big name free agents. So, you know, with the circumvention of the luxury tax and all that, it's the big market teams that are swooping up and getting all the players. But... I said it yesterday. You knew that the way they structured Otani's contract, that the Dodgers were going for Yamamoto. So really, the only way he wasn't going to the Dodgers is if the Mets or Yankees blew him away. But I don't think it was really ever about anything but trying to drive up the price. The Dodgers was where he wanted to go. It's hard to get these Japanese players to come to the East Coast. West Coast is a lot closer to Japan. And I'll say this to the Yankee fans, and I want to hear from you at 1-800-919-3776. You know, Karen Veemstra, who's a huge fan of this show, and we love her to death, I want to punch up what she tweeted out. Interesting. Because I think a lot of Yankee fans are feeling this way. I was hearing the calls on the previous shows, and her tweet was, guy wants to pitch in the biggest stage and brightest lights and be the guy. So he chooses Dodger Stadium to do that in the shadow of Otani. Could have owned New York. Neither he nor Otani have the guts to come to New York and play. 
Matsui and Tanaka still the goats of New York. See you in June. Now, why? Like, why do you have to just completely, like, disgrace those guys? Like, oh, you don't, you can't stand the big time. I understand that L.A. doesn't have the media or the fans that New York does. But you really think he was scared to play in New York? Or, hey, I'm Japanese. It's a little bit closer to home. The Dodgers are a national team. The Dodgers have a great chance of winning. And they're going to give me the money that I want. So why does it have to be, oh, he doesn't have the guts to play with the Yankees? And... All right, maybe he'd own the stage of Japan, but he's also going to have to deal with with Cole, who's still going to be the ace of the staff. He's still going to have to deal with Judge being the star of the team. But maybe it was just a case of I'm comfortable with the Dodgers. It's a great team. I got a great chance to win. It's closer to home. Why can't that be? That that just seemed to be the answer all along. You know, the Mets, I don't think, had much of a chance, but you can't get mad if you're a Met fan. Sound like Cohen was willing to give him whatever he wanted. It's just he did not want to come here. Now, the Yankees were, there was a lure to the Yankees, but unfortunately, the Yankees are 3,000 miles away, farther away from Japan. Does it bother you at all that we reached a point where you have Yamamoto, who hasn't thrown a pitch yet in the major leagues, hasn't thrown a pitch yet in the major leagues, yet he was just given the richest contract yeah, I, ever, ever given to a pitcher? Ever. Like, he could be a bust. He may not pan out. And the Dodgers went out there, and the Mets were willing to do the same thing, and the Yankees were damn close to give this guy $300-plus million. You know what's funny? Back at the beginning of the offseason, I do the baseball shows, getting into what the free agent sweepstakes could look like for all these guys. And I remember saying then, it wouldn't shock me if this contract for Yamamoto, because of what's at stake and all the accolades and the hype, if it comes close to the Garrett Cole money, the 324. Like, I thought it would be like in that $300 million right. range. And a lot of people say, nah, probably not. It'd probably be somewhere between 200 and 250. Mm. Well, he even topped that. But it's just amazing to me that we prioritize all of this stuff, and yet teams are just willing to throw boatloads of money at guys who yet have not even proven anything here. Now, all the scouts say he's going to be a stud, and maybe he will be. And there were a lot of other teams that wanted him, too. San Francisco was in. Philadelphia was in. So there's a lot of people that know more about baseball than we do, that have a lot more on the line than we do, that were willing to sign this guy. So we'll see if he turns out to be great. And if he doesn't turn out to be great, none of those teams that were chasing after him should be able to say, well, we knew. We were glad we didn't get him. No, you're disappointed you didn't get him. We'll see how it pans out. But Buster only was on earlier today on uh, the morning show. What's the name of that show? That morning show is called DPH Rowan Rothenberg. Gotcha. Is that on every day? Monday through Friday. Interesting. And I thought the best question, do the Yankees or the Mets hurt the most from not getting Yamamoto? I think the Yankees. Because the, the Yankees, you know, after they trade for Soto, one year, you know, knowing that he's a free agent next fall, represented by Scott Boris, you know, they're pushing their chips in for 2024. You know, the last year of Aaron Boone's contract, you know, Brian Cashman, the whole organization under pressure. I think it's pretty clear that they're they're doing what they can to win. Whereas I think for the Mets, it was going to be more of a long-term investment. You know, he was definitely going to make them competitive next year. Uh, if they had landed him, they would have had to do some other things. But I feel like in the moment, he means more to the Yankees because the Yankees seem more intent on getting back to, you know, trying to get back and push the Rock back up to the World Series Hill in 2024. Bless you, All true. But would it be like a Senga situation where it would take him like a month and a half to kind of get his sea legs and all that, and then those are games that are lost, and then the fans get on him with all the money that he's making and the pressure. Like, for everything to be judged on that given year, 
it'd be a tough spot because the Mets would get him and the Dodgers are going to get him. And, and even if the Yankees got him, it's the long-term play. But I think what the Yankees were really thinking about is the importance of 2024 and they need pitching and to have this guy be, be the second ace of their rotation. So there'd be patience with the Mets because it's not about this year. There'd be no patience that first year. So maybe there's a, a bullet dodged if he does take some time to get going. But ultimately, you're going to view it for the length of the contract. And if the Dodgers have a stud for the next decade and the Yankees struggle to find that next great pitcher besides Cole, you know, it's going to look even worse. But I, I, are the Yankees, Dan, losers because he just didn't want to come here? Well, if that's the case, you can't get mad. Unless you want to get mad at Yamamoto, but he's entitled to do what he wants. He's the talent. Were the Yankees not willing to go the extra mile? You hear rumblings that they didn't want to pay him more than Cole. Could they not afford to go over 325 because they're worried that that could be money they can't give to Soto when he becomes a free agent? Like So did the Yankees say when, or did Yamamoto say, no, I'm a Dodger? Well, I think that his preference in New York... Was the Yankees. Was the Yankees. Yeah, of course. Okay, so then if you look at the dollar figures based on what's being reported, Yankees topped out their offer $300 million. He signs for three twenty-five. I could see Yankee fans getting annoyed and saying that they didn't pony up. And in the event of, well, if the Yankees would have came up to three twenty-five, would he have gone to New York? I don't know that. Nobody knows Nobody that. Knows. I seem to think not, but I guess we'll never know. And that's something that Yankee fans can at least hold on to and blame the front office and blame the organization. The problem with that is this, though. And why I don't think that it's a death sentence for the Yankees or the Mets for not getting this guy. Because let's take a step back and look around baseball when it comes to starting pitching. Yeah, you'd like to have it. But the Yankees had the best pitcher in the league last year. And Garrett Cole. How'd that work out for him? I know. How'd that work out for him? The Texas Rangers who won a World Series. The guys that they spent tons of money on. The hired guns that they brought in to help them win a, a, a World Series and anchor their rotation. Those guys had nothing to do with it. Max Scherzer wasn't around. Jacob DeGrom wasn't around, right? And yet they still find a way to piece it together with other components of their baseball team. So, yeah, it would be a cool thing to have, but it doesn't always necessarily mean because you have a stud pitcher that you're going to win a World Series. The game is different now. No, it is. I mean, how many games did you watch Cole pitch his lights out, get a no decision or a loss because they didn't score? And we also live in a world now where the bullpen has a major say. Go six, seven innings, and the bullpen blows it. So uh, we had this conversation so many times, me and Peter, when Michael was on vacation, and even when Michael comes in. It's like it still blows my mind that we give all this money to pitchers who make 30 starts and don't go nine innings. Now, you do it for the postseason because you need that stud. But that was the logic to get Cole, remember? We're tired of losing all of these close games to the Astros in the postseason, we need to get our Verlander, so let's go and get Cole. Okay, well, Cole ends up losing the, the wild card game to, to the Red Sox. Cole pitches great against the Guardians, but not enough against the Astros because he can't make every start. Once you get to a best-of-seven series, maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you'll get that, that stud to pitch three times and the third time on short rest. Somebody else has got to pitch. That's why Yamamoto was so big, because if you had Cole and Yamamoto, that could be enough to win a short series. Because then all you need was the two, and then you still have other guys. You know, if Rodon ever figures it out, if Cortez can stay healthy, that they would be able to build a nice pitching staff. It hurts, but I'm with you. We both come from a Mets perspective because we're Mets fans, and it sounds like losers lament. I think you can get over this. You said all the reasons why. We've never seen this guy pitch. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. And let's see 
how it all works out in L.A. with these two guys. But I don't think he was going to come to New York. And I and I think the Yankees saw the writing on the wall and realized if we offer 325, the, the Dodgers are going to go to 330. When are we going to bow out of this thing? I think when you break down the playoffs now, like each and every year in October, you're looking at teams not even necessarily about the starting pitching. Sometimes you'll side more with the team that has the deeper bullpen. Because in the playoffs, with all the maneuvering that these managers have, it's not about which starting pitcher am I going to send out there and he's going to go seven, eight innings and get me to the finish line. No. At the first sign of trouble in the playoffs, most of these starting pitchers, Don, are out of the game. They have a short leash from these managers. So then you rely on your bullpen. It's which manager can navigate a pen better than the other. That also comes in handy in the month of October. Yes, great. I get it. 162 games, you have to get to the playoffs. You want to have that starting pitching. You want to have that ace. But when you get to October, he's only going to be out there, as you said, only a couple of times in that series. You want the deeper staff. And really, when did it ever come down to the Yankees not getting enough pitching? It was always just not getting enough hitting, not getting the key hit, not getting the clutch hit. So they figure if you can't beat them, join them. It's hard to find offense, but we'll go get the pitcher. We'll match you zero for zero and hopefully find a way to be able to get that hit. Hey, it stinks. I get it. But let's let's see how it shakes out with the Dodgers. But the, the one thing that just like like aggravated me coming from a lot of social media, you know, he doesn't have the guts. He doesn't, nah, he, I can understand a Japanese player saying California is where I want to be. We don't, but we don't know anything about him either. People saying that, like, you don't know about this guy. I don't know about this guy. None of us have seen him pitch. I don't care what you saw on the internet. It's not pitching here. Even when Otani came over, he struggled a little bit when it came to even the pitching side of things. You mentioned Senga. It happens. And you know what's funny to me too? Like, one, What's the other Japanese pitcher who's available? Is it Tanaka? Amaga, Imanaga, or whatever mm-hmm. his name is. Everybody just sit here and seem like, oh, well, you know, he's not a bad alternative. How the hell do you no, know? No, you don't. Know. Are you watching these well, games? Like, do. don't don't be a fraud. Right. You don't know. We don't know. We also can't get inside his head. I mean, you know, maybe he used the Mets and Yankees to get more money out of the Dodgers. But I don't think it had anything to do with him not wanting to handle the pressure in New York. He's in L.A. There's going to be a lot of – maybe there's not that same pressure in New York because the media is not on top of you, the fans aren't on top of you as they are in New York with desperation to win. But there's going to be a lot of a lot of light on this guy. And there's going to be a lot of light on the Dodgers. And if the Dodgers do what they've been doing, Dan, outside of the pandemic-shorted season and – and I hate to say it because a championship was won, somebody was going to win it. But the only championship the Dodgers have since 1988 is a 60-game season championship during COVID. Yep. Now, they're good every year, and they got a chance to win, but you know, I, I do think that there's a certain amount of pressure that if they dodger this up and win 100 games, get bounced early in the playoffs, there's going to be pressure that's going to mount around both of those guys, even in L.A. Well, and I, get, I guarantee you this, okay, because think about it, he's a Dodger, and I'm not saying the Dodgers are the only team that runs their team this way, and the Yankees, and there's a lot of others. When you put in the analytics, which is going to factor in heavily to all these different decisions... Can't you wait for October, Don, in a big spot? Dodgers are going to be in the playoffs, whether it's the, the, the LCS, the World Series, whatever. Yamamoto's on the hill. And you know that Dave Roberts, because they've done this a million times over the last few yeah. years with the Dodgers, first sign of trouble, he's going to be out of the dugout with one out in the sixth inning, and they're going to be like, what the hell are they paying this guy $325 million oh, for if you don't let him pitch through no. these things? Right? And it's going to be the classic second-guessing, but it would have happened here, too. Of course it did. It happens with Cole all the time. Exactly. Now, Cole, now they do go longer with Cole. 
But do you think they would have done that with Yamamoto early in the season when he only pitched no every way. every every seven days in Japan as opposed to here? They would have treated him with kid gloves early, and in a season that's a big time deal for the Yankees, getting off to a slow start just wasn't something pay- they could afford. Just because his paycheck is three hundred twenty-five million dollars, you think that they want him to pitch third time through the batting order? The computer tells you there's no way you well, can do until, that. That's a cardinal sin. But until now, Cole proved you can do that. But even even before that, they're still like, why is Cole out after six innings and, and 101 pitches? So it is frustrating these guys make the money that they're making. But let's hear from you. I'm sure there's a lot of frustrated Yankee fans, maybe some Met fans too, although I never really thought the Mets had a chance. And I know the whole Steve Cohen came up short again. I don't know if he was going to take Cohen's money. Dude, he flew to Japan. Like, he like, wanted If him. you're a Mets fan that thinks him. that the Mets missed out and, on this or Steve Cohen didn't deliver on his promises, he got and, on a freaking plane and flew to Japan, invited the guy over to his house to have dinner. Right, and, but but there's still a lot of people out there. We might even get a few calls from Mets fans who say, I thought he's, he's right. Well, give him, give him whatever he wants. That's not good business. You can't do that. What, are you supposed to give him $400 million? By the way, the Dodgers, okay, if you want to play the dollars and cents game, and the Dodgers have money too. They've spent $1.1 billion, would it be? $1.1 billion on three guys so far this offseason. On Otani, on Yamamoto, and Tyler Glass now that they traded for and gave him a new extension. Yeah. Guess what? It guarantees them nothing. Nothing. Like right now, it would not shock me if the Dodgers don't get to the World Series in the National League. Just because baseball, that's why. We've seen it. Who do you think was winning the division all those years the Giants won the World Series? Right? Dodgers. And yet, something always seems to happen with that team. But, you know, we'll see. Let's go. Uh, let's start it all off on the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Andres in Lynnhurst. You get us started off here on the K-Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. How are you doing, man? It's uh, called in multiple times. I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I'm not bummed out right now. I just want you guys to understand. Like, I want Yankee fans to understand, right? Let's compare Yamamoto to Dice K. He's the same kind of hype coming out. Uh, such as Dice K. Yamamoto in the WBC pitched seven innings, gave up four hits, two runs. I think in the MLB facing major league talent, it's not. It's going to be a rough patch for him, right? I believe with the Rodon contract, Rodon's at twenty-seven million dollars a year. Uh, uh, Yamamoto would have been at twenty-seven million dollars a year. I think we dodged a bullet here, and that's for my fellow Yankee fans. I think we dodged a bullet. I think we have to let Cash Cook. He will pivot. He will go out and get Josh Hader, Jordan Hicks some bullpen arms, build up the bullpen a bit. But then on top of that, you could probably re-sign Monty, bring him back, and bring back Montas. I know a lot of Yankees... Monty ain't coming back. Monty's done with the Yankees. He ain't coming back. Yeah, possibly, right? But Montas on a one-year prove-it deal and go that route, right? Let's build up this bullpen. The main thing with the Yankees was that our bats sucked. So we're bringing in some bats now. Verdugo is going to be pretty good. We have Soto for a year. So let's see what we can do. I think I believe in cash, and I... I'm okay with not signing Yamamoto, man. It's like a dice case situation. I don't think he's going to be that guy. I well, just we'll say, I mean, see, that's the difference. If you don't think he's going to be that guy, then sure. But he could end up being that guy. And you just threw out WBC, seven innings, two runs, and you take that every start. That's against some of the elite team players, and he goes out there and allows just two runs over seven innings. Yankees would sign for that every start. But the one thing where I do agree with him is, the Yankees don't have a bottomless pit of money like some of these franchises. They're self-contained. They make a mu- lot of money in the Bronx, but they can't spend the kind of money that some other teams that have billionaires from other corporations can. So if you signed Yamamoto, the thing that would be scary to me is, would that come at the expense of Soto? 
Because you're going to need every well, bit of money you can because he's a Boris client, and if he has a monster year and the Yankees don't win and they want to keep him, if you have Yamamoto and you have Cole and you have uh, money left on Stan's contract and you gave Judge all that money, you know, all of a sudden the cupboard could be bare. Well, the, the, here's the thing, and this is a bad job out of you and me because it took until 20 minutes into the show and we should have mentioned that right away. The silver lining for the Yankees on this, because I've been saying it for the last few weeks, if the Yankees ended up with Yamamoto, you could basically sign, seal, and deliver Soto to be a one and done with the Yankees because mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to afford him with all those other contracts like you said, Rodon, Judge, Sco- whatever. Now, the fact you don't get Yamamoto, I think the odds go up significantly that Soto sticks I around more than one year. Okay, so that is at least the consolation prize from the Yankees. Now, where do you pivot to if you're the Yankees or the Mets? I'll give you names here. Free agent starting pitchers that are still out mm-hmm. there. You tell me if anything floats your boat. Okay. Blake Snell, we know. I told you, I'm, I, I don't want any part of Blake Snell. I don't think he's going to be worth the money, despite the two Cy Youngs. Okay, okay. watch him his whole career. Well, That's I, well, not I want to see guy. how much you're signing. I mean, I wouldn't mind having him, but the money he's probably going to command. This town, the fact right. that he's not able no, right. to take the ball every five days, they would they no, would run him out of here. Issue. I don't think he's made for this city. Okay, Jordan Montgomery, I don't think he's coming back to the Yankees no. because of previous history. Maybe the Mets. But again, he's not a number one. I don't think he's a number two. So no, he's a nice pitcher. Brandon Woodruff, good pitcher, yeah. coming off a shoulder problem, though, in Milwaukee. That's why he's still a free agent. He might have to go. I think he did he go under the knife? I don't know, but he's got major shoulder issues at 31. Marcus Stroman, we know his history. Right. Okay. Clayton Kershaw, he's a free agent. He might retire. I can't see him pitching anywhere but the Dodgers. A lot of innings. A lot of innings. Julio Arias, domestic violence times two. That's why he's available. That's not your answer. And then you have Lucas Giolito. Lucas Giolito has had how many bad years in a row, even though he's only 29? So. That is the best of the bunch available as far as free agents starting pitching. And that's why Yamamoto was getting the offers exactly. he was getting because there wasn't a lot of alternatives. When you talk about Cashman pivoting, you are still pivoting to unknowns. You're pivoting for players you might have to overpay for, and there's not a panacea of guys out there. A lot of them are old. A lot of them are uh, might not be able to handle New York. Now, uh, we'll see. Would, would Montgomery come back? You don't think so. I'd like to have him in my rotation, but I'm not as my number two. Now, obviously, the trade candidates. Dylan Cease from the no. White Sox. He still has two more years of control. The guy was the Cy Young runner-up a couple of years ago. Corbin Burns, Milwaukee, one more year of control. He and the Brewers didn't see eye-to-eye dollars and cents-wise last year in arbitration. Mm-hmm. I still think he gets traded at some point. And then you have Shane Bieber with the Guardians. Guy won a Cy Young during the COVID season, but he's got some elbow issues. No, you're right. Every single dicey. guy... So you could talk about Yamamoto. What do we know? But compare Yamamoto and the hype around him to every other alternative that's out there. That's why he got $325 million. More uh, calls from you, 1-800-919-3776. We'll get to football for sure. Greg Buttle joining us at 445. That's right. Joe Fortenball is going to be joining us at 530. I've already got my three points, but we've got to give the rest of the picks coming up at 545. Another ENN at 6. He's got to try to top yesterday. It's going to be tough to do. We're all in studio, so I have a feeling it's going to happen. The Friday before Christmas. Is there a list? Is what it ever comes up. And I do think I'm going to squeeze out a list at some point. We've got a lot going on on the K-Show on Yes and 98.7 ESPN New York. BetMGM is an official sports betting partner of the New York Jets and your number one app for football season. Get ready to kick off by locking up the same game parlays with your favorite jet props or checking out the exclusive signature bets for the game. BetMGM has all the action every Sunday and every other day of the week. No matter what your favorite sport is, the app upgrades to make betting faster and easier for everyone. 
the best loyalty program in sports betting, a special offer for fans all season long. No wonder they are the king of sports books. And if you love football, you're going to love to wager at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Make your best, make your season the best ever. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager and physically present in New York only. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. Empire Outlets on Staten Island is the place to be this holiday season for your ultimate shop and dine experience. Empire Outlets is located steps from the Staten Island Ferry, easily accessible to all New York City and New Jersey residents. Don't miss their upcoming holiday events, including photos with Santa in the brand new Santa Village. Visit empireoutlets.nyc to learn how you can make a reservation and follow on Instagram at Empire Outlets to learn more about what Empire Outlets is offering this holiday season. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. I will have a list. Nice. What do you think, Anthony? Because we're uh, we got picks at five forty-five. We got bottle at four forty-five. Could do it next. Could do it at four thirty. I know. Well, that's. I've got to go and get the coffee. No. Uh, That 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 that. What you got a problem, Anthony? Say it. I have no issues. Say it. What's the issues? That are there a building because of the holiday? I said I have no issues. No, I think so I'm going to walk down the street, and I'm going to walk down the street. Would you like me to walk down the street and get the no, coffee? I no. can do that. Well, no, you shouldn't have to get it because you chose not to partake in the coffee drink. That has today. nothing to do with me happily going to get you coffee. No, but it's our last. it would be our last communal coffee drink of the year since our last show. Why don't we have a segment? How about this? Yeah. I'll come up with uh, the top five. Mm-hmm. And then we'll play music for for a whole segment, mm-hmm. like it's like, like a gift to the audience. Christmas like, music, and then you and I will just we'll just we'll, as a show, we'll Jacob, and we'll just walk down to the coffee shop, bring back. The yeah, coffee. but I don't want like, to. That's oh. the thing. I don't want to walk outside. It's like twenty nine <sighs> degrees. That, that was the it's... big thing. Like he thought because I was going to buy, he was going to fly, and it's too cold. Like God didn't make Jack. When's the coffee ready? <laughs> Wait, time. Any out. idea? Wait up. God didn't have a coat factory back in the uh, early biblical times. Well, he didn't have to. To remake. Well, why? Even if it rains or something, you want to have a little coverage so you don't get soaking wet, even though back then... Where they were, they didn't have to worry about you. Noah built the ark. He needed an ark, didn't he? Yeah, and he had Noah build it. Somebody was... So God was too good to build the ark, you're saying? No, I, I just... Listen, I think there's a whole... Don't even get me started. one 800 But do we have an issue with the 1 p.m. 
closing of the... No, listen, these people have to go home. Right. It's the holidays. Right. As long as the coffee's covered, I'm good. Let's go to uh, Pete in Brooklyn. You're on ESPN New York. What's up, Pete? Happy holidays, boys. Hello, Pete. As a lifelong Yankee fan who's not that big on Hal Steinbrenner and, and despises Brian Cashman with every bone in my body, I've got no problem with them not getting Yamamoto because the way I see it, you can't give him anywhere in the in the neighborhood of Garrett Cole money. Cole earned his contract. Cole's a Cy Young winner. You can't bring a guy who hasn't pitched an inning in the major leagues onto the same team and give him the same money. It's just not right. So I've got. I think they offered him a very fair deal at three hundred million. He didn't take it. God bless him. Wish him the best of luck with LA. Now, if that's the reason, I mean, but it's a good reason, right? It kind of makes sense that, hey, listen, Cole's our guy. We're not going to go over, and we think he's only worth 300 It's It's a lot of money that they were going to be paying him. So I could see the other side to say, well, you really wanted him. You offered him 300 Another $25 million spread over how many years would it have been? 12 12 right? yeah. is not a lot of money. It's pretty negligible. So, Did could- this one include an opt-out, too, by the way? Because wasn't there a report that the Met offer included an opt-out after five years? Mm, that was Which he would only have been 30 I, I years I of age. I don't, I don't know. Now, there's other ways that you could have uh, made it a little bit more attractive. But if you, I, I do think Yankee fans as a whole kind of see the forest through the trees. And I was the same way as a Met fan. You can't give them everything. No. you got to draw the line someplace. But I can also understand a fan saying, well, you drew the line at 300. If you had offered 325, would he be here? And only $25 million spread over 12 years, it's kind of negligible if you really wanted them. But if 300, there's got to be a line somewhere, right? Eventually, the coffee's going to spill through the cup. I mean, if this is what you're willing to give, every time you're like, I'll give a little more, a little more. And I'm sure Brian was smart enough to realize, if I offer 325 and it gets out that he still chose the Dodgers over us, then that makes us look bad. Wouldn't it be better to come in lower and make you wonder, could he have done it? Or then all of a sudden, the Dodgers go, all right, we'll go 330. All right, but then you're going to go to 340. Like, where does it end? I feel like the Dodgers were more willing to go the extra mile. Well, I mean, like I said, if you went all that money for Otani already, you had the deferrals, yes. You gave Glass now all that money. They were going to try to see if they could finish off this trifecta. But again, Don, we talked about this. It's hard for me, right, to sit there and get on a team, and even the Yankees in this case, that offered only... $300 million to a guy that has yet to throw a freaking no, pitch. You can't get crazy. On this continent, $300 million. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. But given the hype, the expectations, the salary that Yamamoto is going to get, do you think he's going to live up to it or is he going to come short? If I had to bet, I think he would come up short. Of course. Everybody comes of up course. short with the money's. But, I think Otani's going to come up short. Of course. Well, that, that goes without saying. Nobody's worth that. But again, what does Yamamoto have to do to justify $325 million? Does he have to win X amount of World Series? Does he have to win X amount of Cy Young Awards? X amount of All-Star Games? Like, what is well, the I, arbitrary I, but, but see, measure? That, see, that's what's funny. Because it's easy to say, well, I want to win championships. So, so let's say, all right, he signs with the Dodgers. Dodgers are a perennial playoff team. And he is amazing in every postseason start he makes. Doesn't guarantee you're winning a World Series. Right? You can go out there and win every start. Still lose. What happens if the rest of the pitchers are awful? Or what if it's scoreless after nine and the bullpen gives it up? Like, you can't just judge it on championships. Or, or what if they win the championship and it's god-awful? Is he somebody that's... Let's, let's put it this way. 
Garrett Cole's been a great Yankee, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's been worth the money and then some. Eventually, I mean, people kill him for the wild card game against okay, the Red great. Sox and all. But he yeah. finally got that Cy Young award to almost like validate to some people that now all of a sudden he's worth it. Is Yamamoto going to be as good for the Dodgers as Garrett Cole's been for the Yankees? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't give you stats. Like, here's why well, no, but he you will. You can't ask for anything more. That's what I'm saying. And I guarantee you that if the Dodgers do win a World Series with all the other star power they have on that team, namely Otani, he's never going to be number one as long as Otani's on that team. And the other stars they have there as well. He's not going to be the guy that gets the lion's share of the credit. Right? He, right? he never will be that guy unless there's just a disaster happen with everything else. Well, I guess people think of, like, are you going to be shilling? Are you going to have that quintessential moment? But it has to happen for you. I mean, how really, how many times are you the man where you start the wild card game? Because, oh, by the way, you may not start the wild card game because you might have had to start game 162 to get you to wild card game. Possibly. You know, so is it game seven? Well, maybe there isn't a game seven. Maybe you get swept. Maybe you pitch great and lose the game. Pitching is just so weird, so it's hard to judge. You know it when you see it. Like in the beginning, it didn't look like Cole was worth it. Now all of a sudden, he became worth it. The problem is, is too like this culture that we live in in baseball, to where starting pitchers are not given the authority to pitch as deep into games as they once did. Right? They don't have some as the, much impact. Some In the playoffs, some of the best guys in the game, the most accomplished pitchers in the game, they're not even given the baton and say, all right, man, take us to the finish line. It doesn't happen. First sign of trouble, they're gone more often than not. Yeah. Now, getting off to a good start and having that consistently during the regular season, which a lot of these teams think about. This is where i got to give the Yankees credit because they are analytically driven, but they also understand the importance of the postseason. Some of these teams are like, I only care about the first 162. It's such a crapshoot in the playoffs. I need just to get to the playoffs. And for a lot of teams, that's good enough. I don't think I don't think the Dodgers are suffering attendance-wise or ratings-wise because they haven't won as often as they like, but they're good every year. Steve in Middle Village, you're on ESPN New York. You're on ESPN New York. Whoa. Hi, guys. Happy, uh, uh, um, Merry Christmas. Yeah, same Thanks to you, man. Thank you, Steve. Call. Um... I was thinking about this when I woke up this morning and read the story. And um, I think that this is the most, the two signings are the most significant things that have happened to the Dodger franchise. Uh, the other two would be uh, uh, moving to Bro- uh, moving from Brooklyn to L.A. and the other one signing Jackie Robinson. In both of those cases, the, 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 the Dodgers' decisions changed baseball. They also changed sociology if you want to get too deep into it but mm-hmm. they change baseball significantly i think that if this works this will change major league baseball um and maybe not in a way that a lot of fans would like because this, this will completely eliminate uh a lot of franchises from ever becoming really um really competitive well, that, yeah but not but steve really, i disagree but but, but 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 you really don't know i mean what happened what happened this year? You know what I mean? But what I if you don't argue. win? What if what if you don't win? You know, I mean, if the Dodgers go out there, and the problem with this is, is guys, the last yeah, four times, win. I agree with you. But the last four times, we had a 162-game season. So I'm taking out the COVID year. Last four years with 162 games, the Dodgers won over 100 games in, every four, in all four years. How many World Series did they go to during those four years? None. I, I, I. I agree with you. And my second point is, which kind of agree, ties in with what you're saying. We've seen this the last, I don't know, the last decade, the last several years, the old hot stove league where 
uh, people are named a World Series champion uh, champion in December. Right. Nobody wins a World Series in December. Let's see how it goes. I agree with the call of the call before. I think that the Yankees and if the Mets were really into it, uh, they may have dodged a bullet on this because you really don't know how good this guy can be. I just think when you talked about changing the landscape, I think it's already changed for the worse. Because you're starting to see the pendulum now swing. There's only a handful of teams that can do this. Well, and now it's getting back to the where it was a few years ago. Like, all right, the, the the Padres spent the money. It had nothing to do with market size. They had an owner dying of cancer that was a billionaire and wanted to spend a ton of money. Now you saw he passes away, and now they got to sell pieces off. You saw what happened with the Marlins. They spend money, they win championships, and then they 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 they, they destroyed. Kansas City had their run, and now they're an also ran because you can't afford to keep all of these players. It's starting to get like it was in the '90s and early 2000s, where it's it's about the big market. It's about the billionaire owners, and you're shutting out a lot of other franchises. Do you think that they're having fun in a lot of markets around Major League Baseball during the hot stove? Or are they thinking about some other sport because they know their team can't sign anybody? And if they do, it'll probably cripple the franchise because they won't be able to get anybody else. Well, how much of the Arizona Diamondbacks' success this past October motivated the Dodgers to maybe go out and spend like this? Right. Even though I'm not going to say that because I think the seeds and the foundation of this run by the Dodgers, what they're doing now, was laid last offseason sure. when they cleared the decks and reset the tax. But look, Arizona won 84 games last year, did not have a high payroll. They're in the World Series. All right, but that, that can happen. The Padres, you said, the Mets last year, two of the biggest disappointments in baseball, didn't even make the playoffs, but their payrolls were astronomical. There's two different things we're talking about here. I'm not saying you can't win unless you spend money, but when you're talking about getting these big free agents, there's only a handful of teams that can do it. And what ends up happening is is that you rob the smaller market teams of those great players. So yeah, Tampa, Arizona, they could be good for a little while, but then eventually you just lose too many players and then you you fall to the scrappy, but you got to build it back up again. But you don't know how long it's going to be able to last. It usually bottoms out on you. And I will say this. Mm-hmm. If money doesn't matter, then why are so many teams spending so much of it? Because if money didn't matter, wouldn't everybody run their team like Tampa and Arizona? Have a small payroll, you make a fortune. Because they realize the big splash to sell the tickets to be relevant is to make sure that you're competing for the big free agents and the big-time players. And not everybody can do that. And it does reflect... Uh, on on baseball and the quality of baseball and i'll give you more details on that in just a second but right now i need to tell you that we've got a list coming up right now like list right now the next segment we're gonna have a list we're gonna have a top five we're gonna get into the football with greg buttle we're gonna get into more football with joe fortinball we're gonna take more of your phone calls at 1-800-919-3776 football fridays I don't know if we're getting into football with Greg Buttle, but he'll be on the show. It'll be (laughs) football-esque. Football Fridays on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. It's Don LaGreca. It's Dan Grassa. It's the K-Show on Yes on 98.7 ESPN New York. 
Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the season, the season to save at Ramsey Mazda during the season of Inspiration Sales event. Like a new 2024 Mazda CX-90 for $399 a month or a new 2024 Mazda CX-30 for $199 a month. Find your new Mazda at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero secure deposit. VIN R1138486 and RM614713. MSRP 41045 26645 Tax title registration extra ends 1224. The Mercedes Benz Holiday Love Celebration is going on now at Mercedes Benz White Plains with incredible lease and finance offers on a variety of models and special incentives for current Amex card holders. Precision engineering and timeless design awaits you. And MB White Plains is the first Mercedes Benz in Westchester to have a mobile service van. I can't wait to use it myself and remove the hassle from service appointments. Visit their showroom in White Plains or explore online at mbwhiteplains.com and start the buying process from the comfort of your home. Mercedes-Benz of White Plains, proud member of the Pepe Auto Group, the name you've trusted since 1968. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. We're doing the list, Michael. I don't care if you don't like it. The Daily Don! I'll fight to the death for this list. It's the Daily Don Show. He makes lists. Take it away, Donnie! <laughs> oh, it's that time of year again. Well, it's the Christmas. <laughs> and I dig myself some Christmas songs. Yeah! Now, this is my list, my personal list, but I think these are all favorites. These are not off the radar. These are not off the grid. These are songs that everybody knows and loves. Now, I'm going to get specific here. The top five Christmas songs specific to artists, meaning just don't throw out a name of a song. There's a lot of cover versions. But there's a lot of certain things I like because it's this artist that does it. Mm-hmm. So you know, you, so you've got a combination of the song and the artist. So you want to take a stab at any of these? No, I think I'll sit this segment out. I mean, the way you phrase, what, what am I supposed to do? Why is he this way? No, I'm, but do you, Anthony, do you hear the way he phrases? Like, would you like to take a stab? Well, that's what I'm here for, right? I'm doing the show with you. God, sometimes I might as well answer. I don't even know why. It's because it's really because I love you. I don't hit you. Uh, no, but I have a valid point there. So five top five songs. Yes. Um, this song. Does this count? I thought about it, but a no from Paul McCartney. Wonderful Christmas time. No, I do not. I like it no. though, but I don't. I, it's not on my list. Uh, John Lennon, Happy Christmas, War is Over. No, a bit played for me. A what? A bit played? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few people have heard it. Um, <laughs> I don't keep it on when it's on. That's how I kind of whatever. Um, you a big David Bowie, Bing Crosby, little drummer boy kind of remember oh, that one? Big time, and I have it in number five. You go on YouTube and watch this. I mean, it's so I don't know what year it was, but it was late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, probably early seventies. Very grainy, but like timeless. There's a lot of people. The old urban legend is that it was manipulated, that they were not in the same room. But they were. No, they were. He answered the door. I, I understand he, like, that. Let but him they, in. They, they, listen, do we have the technology now? You, you not know, the, then, you don't think Peter not... Jackson could make it that you know, 
you and me are in the video. Yeah, but not 1971. <laughs> like, wait, they're not doing that. Well, I didn't realize Don and Dan were in that video. I don't yeah, know. but they didn't do oh, like. Oh yeah, of course you. Of course it's real. Dan opened the door. But the but other thing, but you know day. the thing that bothers you about that uh, whole video is, is that he, he calls him Bowie. So, so what, what's traditional over at the Bowie household? Jim Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got that at number five. Happy so for not, Jesus, not, it's not, Sam Bowie. Um, now, 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 steer me down the right path. Are we talking like classic? All of these, well, one of them are is... Are they rock artists kind of interpretations? I will tell you, um, yeah. one of them is from a show. Mm-hmm. Another one is from a, from a band. Uh, and the other two are solo artists. One is not of this language. Jose Feliciano, Feliz Navidad. Love it. Number four. So you, so you turn John Lennon off, but you leave Jose Feliciano on. Do, who do I respect more, John Lennon? But I like this song. You'll, Come on. You'll have to answer to him one day. Answer to who? John Lennon. You think it's... Uh, <laughs> like he, when that day happens, he's going to be like... Don, big fan of the show. Really? Jose freaking Feliciano. <laughs> that may happen. Yeah, that's a good one, That'd right? something. Uh, 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 and by the way, we've, we've gone back and forth on this. One of the, the, my takes that you think is just god-awful, the Jose Feliciano version of Light My Fire greater than the Doors version. Oh, well, it's... Totally, uh, it no, takes I, you I in a totally different place. I don't, I don't hate that take. Totally I don't hate different it. place. But I think if you're in that place, with the acoustic oh, guitar, just the quiet. And of course, his national anthem at the World Series, 1968. Awesome. You ever there you hear go. That? Absolutely. Big uh, Jose Feliciano guy. I got number four. So we, so we have five, Peace on Earth, Little Drummer Boy mm-hmm. by uh, David Bowie and Bing Crosby. Mm-hmm. And number four, Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. Can I offer a suggestion? Sure. If you get stuck mm-hmm. on like specific artists, maybe just go with song, and that'll yeah. be like half you know credit. What? Oh, he gives job. you like a half one. Yeah, because we're up against it. Good job. Bro. It was just a suggestion. No, I love what he did. The Christmas song. It's called the Christmas song. Oh no, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. No. It's called the Christmas. song. I get it. No. All right. Um, is this really popular? Like, obviously. Well, I don't know. You, t- you turn things well, off. Well, I got to tell you, I got right. one song, mm-hmm. but it's on the list twice because of two different artists. And one of the artists I live loosely. There's like loosely. eight million different Christmas songs, and you made the same song twice That's right. in the top five? That's right. It's my list. Have I guessed this the, the song no. already? So you're telling me like this song is takes up two of the top three spots. That's right. Then you'll know you why You kill me for a lack of variety? Oh, listen, it's not about variety. It's about Well, yeah, list. it is. I mean, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's the, go ahead. <laughs> um... This one's as traditional as it gets. I'll tell you what, I will... Yeah, give me give me here, because we're up against it. No, we're, we're Artist, good. maybe? Give me the artist. Uh, the version that I'm looking at is a Stevie Nicks version. Silent Night. There you go, number three. And, you, and there's another Silent Night that you're into? No. It's like, holy <laughs> night. Oh. I like Stevie Nicks. He's I like, like Stevie Nicks, too. Like. Huge Fleetwood Mac fan. Um, so the other two okay. this is are the, the same, same song, song with... Different artists. Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. Not, that's not going to do it. And I will give it to you at number one, O Come All Ye Faithful slash O Holy Night by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Oh! See, I'm surprised. This is but they're, they're, Yeah, but their like, big song is the um, the other one. Dun, 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 dun. I know, but this is the song I like. This is my list. You want to come up with your list. 
<laughs> this is my number one. <laughs> Did you see how defensive he got? Can I play with your toys today? No, no. no. These are my toys. This is my, this is my list. Doll. This is the song that right. I like. So did we get all five or no? No, we got one more left, and I'm just going to give it to you yeah. because we're up against yeah. it. And I, when I and I played it on a loop when it came out, I thought it was hilarious when I saw it on television. It's Oh Holy Night, Carton from South Park. On a loop, huh? It's funny. That he gets so- cattle prodded in the video. Come on, well, that's I mean, number vid- two. I mean, nobody even knew the cattle well, prodding listen, was going I, on I, I, right I now. But you know, yes, get on the ball. I, I just can't, all the all the Wake great up, holiday songs and that's like right. that's well, what you come. You know what? At four. At no, 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 no. See, that's what's amazing. No. You know what's amazing to me <laughs> is that all these people, Peter, Michael, Dan. They criticize my list. What are you talking about? How about you come with us? No, no, you no, can't, no, 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 no. You can't say oh, do it no. in a half an hour. You had all week. You had oh, all week. Oh, no. Well, no, if it's wait, so easy to wait, pick my list apart, wait, and there's so many great songs, it should Time be out. easy, right, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony? Just come up with a list. Anthony, Anthony, before you even joined this fine radio station back in the day, remember when you did your top 100, and ever, and then you said there were associates in your life that came up to you and was like, oh, I'm going to do my top 100, and you were like, no, that's bullcrap, because you have to put a lot of thought into this. You just can't roll out of bed and say, I like that song, that's that right. song, that song, that song, yeah, that song. Yeah, you know the difference, Anthony? You know the difference is? Five as opposed to well, one hundred. No, yeah, because there's thousands you can't of Christmas songs. You can come up songs. with a list of one hundred. There's thousands of Christmas songs. But I'm not songs. asking you for top thousand. I'm asking for your top five. You had no problem picking mine apart, so you should be able to throw out at least a couple of favorites. But oh no, let's just make fun of Don, who actually makes the effort. Well, we play who you're taking out, Dan. What would you take who out? Who you taking out? Put in? Well, Do not cr- touch Trident Siberian Orchestra. No, that's I, I've seen them live. They're fantastic. fantastic. Probably the Carton song because I didn't think yeah, it was but you that know funny. What? You're not of the right age. You're too young. You're too young. So what would you put in? What do you think is missing from a top yeah, five? What's Christmas missing? List? I, I, the John Lennon. Okay, uh, that's okay, one. That's, that's one. fine. All See, right, you're there's almost a million there. of those. The other Trans Siberian song, very that's good. That's two. Look at you. You're on fire. How about this? Since we there you you know, go. we're in the gear, the Paul McCartney song. That's yes. that's three. Look at that. Give me two more. Something off the Phil Spector classic album, uh, the, the Ronettes. Um, what the hell? Which one did they do? Ba 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 ba. No, not that one. Darling Love, Christmas oh, yeah, Baby, Please Come that's Home. Four. One more. Give me, the U2 give me. version of that is Bang. outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put the top five I together. I gave you like seven. Vote. What's the Ronettes? Uh, the Sleigh Ride. Sleigh Ride. The Ronettes. Da, 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 off of that album. Good song. You got some nerve. I can give you... I, I, I've made Christmas compilations in my younger years with all the great Christmas music. I, I, I gave Time Life their idea to put together like the 10 volume series. I saw nothing for it. So much more coming up on the K Show on Yes in 9870 ESPN New York. It's Don LaGreca here for Ramsey Mazda. This is the season, the season to save at Ramsey Mazda during the season of Inspiration Sales Event, like an all-new 2024 Mazda CX-5 for $279 a month, or buy at 0% financing and no payments for 90 days. Find your new Mazda now at Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for details. Zero security deposit. VIN RN1736988. MSRP to $32,560. Tax, title, registration, extra. And one two twenty four. 
Empire Outlets on Staten Island is the place to be this holiday season for your ultimate shop and dine experience. Empire Outlets is located steps from the Staten Island Ferry, easily accessible to all New York City and New Jersey residents. Don't miss their upcoming holiday events, including photos with Santa in the brand new Santa Village. Visit empireoutlets.nyc to learn how you can make a reservation and follow on Instagram at Empire Outlets to learn more about what Empire Outlets is offering this holiday season. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.